the name of the Lord tonight. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice. Open up your mouth and call upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. There is none other like you, oh God. Oh God, we need your presence in this place tonight. We need your Holy Ghost. We need your touch on this service tonight, oh God. Oh, there is none other like you, oh God. You are great and greatly to be praised. You are great and mighty. We've come to give you our hearts. We've come to give you all of our minds. We've come to give you all of our strength. We've come to bless you in spirit and in truth tonight, oh God. There is none like you, Jesus. There is none like you, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, how many know there is no other like our God tonight? There is none like enough to him. There is none beside him. For he is God all alone. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. If you have a Bible, I invite for you to turn with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 41. Isaiah chapter 41 and beginning at verse 17. When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue felleth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers and high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. Let's turn over to chapter 44 and I'm going to read verse 3. Verse 3 says, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. By the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to preach that there is water for the thirsty. There is water for the thirsty. You can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. It's a good thing to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. There's no other place that I would rather be. And I believe that people showed up in the house of the Lord on a mid, at a midweek service. I don't believe that we just came here for any old reason, but I believe that there are people that are thirsty that came to the house of the Lord tonight. <clears throat> the Bible tells us here in the scripture that the Lord talked about the day that when we read in Isaiah 41, it talked about how that he would pour and how that he would cause um, those that was thirsty but couldn't find water. And it talked about how that he would he would uh, cause there to be uh, fountains in the high places and that he would pour out water in the valleys. And here we read in chapter 44, he said that the need and the poor, that he would pour out uh, water upon them, the thirsty, 
And then he said he would pour out his spirit. Tonight, I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost that we feel here in the house of the Lord tonight. Uh, the truth is that there are a lot of people that are out in this world that they are running to and fro, and they are trying to fulfill a craving, a yearning that is within their spirit. They are trying to fulfill it with the things of this world. They are trying to fulfill it with relationships. They are feeling it, trying to fulfill it with parties and uh, alcohol, you name it. And they are trying to fulfill the longing that is within their spirit. But tonight, I'm thankful that I'm no longer wandering to and fro looking for an answer. But I'm thankful for the day that I found the answer and I found it in the house of the Lord. I'm thankful for the day that I found out that those things will never satisfy as I tried and hopped to from two to fro to each and every one of those things and found out it doesn't satisfy. But I found out that when you come in contact with the living God and more importantly, when you come in contact with the power of the Holy Ghost, that what you have been longing for, what you were seeking for, that emptiness that was inside of you once is filled as God begins to fill you with what you were searching for and what you was longing for for so long. I'm thankful to be a part of the church. I'm thankful for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost that we can experience in this place tonight. You can be seated tonight thankful for it. Tonight I want to I want to make sure that my priorities are straight. I want to make sure that I see it clearly. That I see what I should be seeking out very clearly. Um, David said it like this. He said my soul thirsteth. And then he didn't say my soul thirsteth for um, the the money, he didn't say my soul thirsteth for power. He didn't say my, my soul thirsteth for the next party. He said my soul thirsteth for God. It's a good thing when you got a thirst for God. It's a good thing that when you have a thirst for the living God that nothing else will compare that missing church is not an option. That missing prayer is not an option. That missing the reading of the word of God is not an option. A person that understands that reading, that reading the word of God is not an optionable thing, but that I got to have it as a person that is thirsting after God that has a thirst in their spirit and understand that only God can fulfill it. I pray to God that we have a thirst for God to come down into this place tonight and begin to touch and begin to heal and begin to set free and begin to break every stronghold and break down every wall that would try to stop him from moving in this place. You can be seated tonight. Then he, he didn't leave it at God because when you say God, Some people, it's very generic to us. When we say God, we know who we're talking about. We're talking about Jesus. But some people, their God is their money. Some people, their God is their job. 
their career. Some people, their God is their car. They'll, they'll miss uh, service, but they will, they'll make sure that that car is shiny and that it's clean. And you know what? That's their God. You know, but David didn't just leave it generic, but he said, my soul thirsted for God, for the living God. Come on. I want you to know that we serve a living God tonight. That the God that we serve, he is not dead, but that he hears you, he sees you, he knows what you're going through, and at any given time, he can step down into the midst of your life and cause that raging storm to cease. Come on, somebody. I come to give praise to that God. I come to lift up that God. I come to magnify that God because there is none other like him tonight. Come on, I'm not magnifying, I'm not worshiping the gods of the sports world. I'm not worshiping the gods of Hollywood. I'm worshiping the living God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. His name is Jesus Christ, and there is none that can compare to him. You can be seated tonight. I believe that when you thirst, you have a hunger for God believe that God sees it. I begin believe that God begins to begins to move. He begins to work. He begins to pour out upon a person what it is that they need to make it through this life. The Bible tells us that the individual that he said in this scripture in chapter 41 he said that he would not forsake them. He would not forsake them. I'm thankful tonight that I know that God will not forsake me. That whatever it is I'm dealing with, whatever it is that I'm going through, that God will not forsake me. I don't know about anybody else, but I came in here weary. I came in here dry after being in this world and being involved in, in it, walking in this life and trying to keep your right mind and, you know, kind of trying to uh, uh, keep at bay the spirits that would try to uh, cause you to stumble and cause you to fall. I don't know about anybody else, but after fighting in that kind of a battle, I've come in here dry and I know I can't leave out of here the same way that I came in, but I need to be revived. I need to be restored. I need to be renewed. Come on, somebody. I hope you come with an understanding that you need the power of the Holy Ghost to stand another day, that you gotta be refilled. You gotta be renewed. You gotta be recharged. You gotta be regenerated. It's not an option. It's not an option. Come on, I come to church so that I can feel God's presence and so that God can feel my cup once again. Come on, I didn't come to see the time pass by. I didn't come to go through the motions. I didn't come to talk. I didn't come to play games. I come to get a hold of God. I come to grab a hold of the hem of his garment and let him know that I need you more than ever. You can be seated tonight. Come and get my hands in there. People don't know that when you lift up your hands, 
you are indicating that there is a thirst within you and that only God can fulfill that thirst. Now, there are people all over this world tonight. They have packed out the sports arenas. They have packed out the ball games. They have packed out the concerts. And they got their hands lifted up. They got their mouths open. Same people that will come into an apostolic environment church service and their hands will stay by their side they won't open up their mouths but they got their hands lifted up and they got their mouth open to a God that can't save them that can't deliver them that can't provide for them that can't do them and make them any better come on somebody I know who my God is and his name is Jesus tonight David said, my soul thirsteth, and I stretch forth my hands unto thee. When you don't lift up your hands, there's an indication that you are dry. You don't have a thirst, but I come to get my hands up. Oh, I come to get my hands in the air and let God know that you are my only option. I won't lift up my hands to the sports world. I won't lift up my hands to the Hollywood. But I'm going to lift up my hands. I'm going to open up my mouth to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because I'm thirsty. There's a thirst that's in my soul that only God can quench. That only God can fulfill. Come on, no high is going to fill it. No relationship is going to fulfill it. Only God will fulfill your need. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. I'm talking to some dry and thirsty people that came dragging in. Your solution, your answer is Jesus Christ tonight. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the quickening power of the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. You can be seated tonight. So I've come to get my hands high in there. Let God know I need you. I can't make it without you. And his word confirms to me that he's not going to leave me there. He's not going to forsake me there. But he is going to meet my need. The Bible tells us, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. The key is to have a thirst and a hunger for the right thing. Okay? If you got a hunger and a thirst for the wrong thing, guess what? You will remain empty. You will remain brokenhearted. You will remain depressed. You will remain down in the dumps. Your lip will continually drag the ground. But when you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you will be filled. You won't lack anything. You won't want for anything as God fills you, as God fills your cup. I want to make sure that I'm hungry and that I have a thirst for the right thing tonight. 
I want to make sure that I got a thirst for the word of God tonight. I want to make sure that I got a thirst for outreach tonight. I want to make sure I got a thirst for Bible study tonight. I want to make sure that I have a thirst for the things of God and God will fill me. Come on, you can't have a hunger and a thirst for smut, for garbage, and think you're going to be filled. You're only going to remain empty, but when you thirst and you hunger for the things of God, God will fill you. You can be seated tonight. Jesus was sitting at a well one day, and there was a, a Samaritan woman that came this well while Jesus was there. Jesus, as this woman came, Jesus asked her for something to drink. And she asked him, how is it that you're asking me for something to drink? And I'm a Samaritan. You're a Jew. You, you all don't have any dealings with our kind. And he said, if you knew the gift of God and who it was that was asking of you something to drink, you would ask of me something to drink, and I would give you living water. This woman went to this well. This wasn't her first time there. She had been there many times. Jesus identified with something that was lacking in this woman's life as he began to tell this woman that if you drink of what, I, what it is that I'm offering you, that it would be a, a, a well springing up to life everlasting. That you would never thirst again. He said, you drink of this water and you're going to thirst again. But if you drink of the water that I'm offering, you'll never thirst again. I want you to know that when you drink of the wells of this world, you rest assured that there will be a thirst. You will continually have a thirst. Those wells of what the Bible refers to as broken cisterns. It can't fulfill. It won't fulfill your need. But I want somebody to know tonight that I got a, I got a feeling in the Holy Ghost that you are having a taste and a thirst and a desire for the things of this world. I want you to know that those things will never and never can fulfill you. But I want you to know that when you drink of the living water that Jesus Christ is offering you, that you will never thirst again. You will never go wondering and looking. But Jesus will fulfill Come on, I want you to know you want to drink of a well that doesn't run dry. You want to drink of what Jesus Christ is offering, what he is suggesting, what he is giving out tonight, and that's the Holy Ghost. Come on, stop trying to draw from wells that won't fulfill you. Stop trying to draw from the well of Hollywood. Stop trying to draw from the well of this world and draw from the well that never runs dry. Let Jesus fulfill. Let Jesus meet. Let him work in your life. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Let me talk to a young person. Stop trying to pull from the wells of this world. That Jesus Christ. Let him fill you. Let him satisfy you. Let him meet your need. 
matter what the devil is. I don't care what the devil is telling you. It is a lie. It will never fulfill you. But God stands ready to meet your need tonight. You can be seated. I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Being stood up. One day the Bible tells us on that great day of the feast, the Bible says he stood up and he said that any man that thirsts, come to me. And then he goes on and tells us that he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. The Bible tells us that he was speaking of the Holy Ghost. That's the living water that he was speaking of. You know, when you have a thirst, and there's a thirst within you, and when you begin to believe on Jesus, as the scripture have said, God will fill you. But there are people that claim to have a thirst, but they don't believe on him, as the scripture says. They don't believe on him. That is, but you have a true thirst. Believe that his word says, come on, you're not going to believe on the doctrine of Martin Luther. You're not going to believe on what they thought of at the Council of Nicaea at 325 A.D. You're not going to believe on what your mama says or what your grandma says, but can't find it nowhere in the word of God. But if you got a truth and a genuine thirst, you're going to believe on him as the scripture hath said. Come on. I got a thirst in my soul tonight, but I'm not going to believe on him any other way other than what his word says. And his word tells us that there is only one God and that his name is Jesus. The Bible tells us except you're born of the water and of the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us that no man is going to see the Lord without holiness. I want to believe on him the way that his word says. When I do that, that indicates that I have a thirst. No matter what I got to do, no matter what I got to go through, no matter what I got to give up, my thirst is that, that, that desperate that I need it fulfilled. So if I got to separate myself from some people, then guess what? I love you, but no harm me, but I'm chasing and I'm pursuing Jesus tonight. Nothing is going to stop me. No family member, no co-worker. I got a longing, I got a thirst, and only God can fulfill it. <coughs> you can be seated tonight. Only God can fulfill it. It's important somebody understands that tonight. Only God will fulfill that craving, that longing, that yearning. That is within your spirit. Nothing else is going to do it. Nothing else is going to do it. He told them, you know, it's unfortunate that some people, they get stuck in tradition. They get stuck in what their 
what they've been brought up in, and it stops them from seeking out the Word of God. It keeps them from opening up God's Word and seeing what God's Word really says. You'll read where Jesus told them as he is trying to explain spiritual things to them. He told them that I am the bread of life. I am the bread that came down from heaven. He is trying to explain to them spiritual things. But what he was saying to them, they was missing it because they were so stuck in tradition. They were stuck in their ways. They were stuck in what they was brought up and not seeing that something new is taking place. God is doing a new thing, and they missed it. They couldn't because they were stuck in their tradition and in their ways. And he told them, they wanted to tell them, well, you know, our fathers, they partook of the bread that came down in the wilderness. And Jesus told them, your fathers partook of that bread, and they still died. He said, but if you partake of this bread, you partake of me, then you know that you're not going to die. He said, you eat of this bread and you drink of this that I'm offering, and that you'll never thirst again. And they walked away from him, no longer following him, any longer from that day forward. And they said that this is a hard thing. Who can understand? Who can understand? The Bible tells us that Jesus turned to his disciples that he handpicked himself and he said, are you going to leave me as well? And Peter's piped up and he said, where else are we going to go? We know that you have the words of eternal life. Come on, somebody. You need to understand that there is no other place to go. There is no other option tonight. That it is that it stops at Jesus Christ tonight. I have a real feeling that there are people that are looking and searching for some new thing and something new and something that's going to uh, meet their need. But I want you to know that there is no other place to go. There is nothing else to look to. But what you want to look to tonight is the Word of God. You want to get your eyes on Jesus Christ tonight because Oh, I hope somebody hears this tonight. I hope a young person hears this tonight. Stop. Get your eyes off of the world. Get your eyes off of what the world's doing and what this person is doing and what your next door neighbor is doing. And get your eyes on God. Get your eyes on what the church is doing. Get your eyes on what God is doing. Get your eyes on how God is pouring out the Holy Ghost. Get your eyes on the marvelous works that God is doing on a daily basis. seated tonight. It's not enough. I know there are things that we, we fight against in this life. There are battles that we have to fight on a daily basis. And God gives us the grace to go through it and overcome it. But I want you to know tonight that it's not enough just to fight and to fight and to fight.
never be refilled, never be renewed, never be retarded, because if that continues to be the pattern, then you're going to find out that you're going to get tired of fighting. You're just going to throw in the towel. But it's important that we know that each and every time we come into this house, that is another opportunity to be recharged, for our spirits to be made alive again. I want you to know that it's draining being in this world and fighting against the spirits that come up against us day after day. But I want you to know that the answer to being revived is here in the house of the Lord tonight. You'll read about Samson and how that God used Samson mightily. And you'll read in the book of Judges how Samson slew thousands of Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. And you'll you'll read that after that great victory, after that great victory that God gave Samson, you'll find out that after it was all said and done, that Samson was at the point that he was about to, he was about to die. And the Bible tells us that he began to call out to the Lord. I believe that there's some weary people that came in to the house of the Lord tonight. And you're weary because you fought against so many different devils that have come against you throughout this day and have tried to uh, knock you off course and have tried to cause you to stumble and fall. But I want you to know the answer is not just coming in and sitting down. The answer is not just coming in and folding hands. The answer is not just going through the motions. The answer is calling upon the Lord. The Bible says that Samson called upon the Lord. And when it was all said and done, the Bible says that the Lord claimed the jawbone of that donkey and that water came out. And the Bible says that Samson's spirit came to him again and that he was revived. I want you to know the key to being revived. The key for there to be a revival inside of your spirit is calling upon the name of the Lord, getting your hands in the air and letting God know, Lord, I know you brought me through this day, but I'm weary, I'm dry, and I need you to feel me once again. I need you to revive me. I need you to restore me. I need you to recharge me. Oh, come on, somebody. Go ahead and call out to him. Go ahead and open up your mouth. Go ahead and lift up your hands and let God know that I need you once again. I need to be renewed. I need to be filled. I need you. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, it's time to be renewed. The Bible talks about being the renewing of your mind. Come on, somebody. Let God refill you once again. Let God restore you. Let God recharge you once again. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. You can't just keep coming in and not being restored and not being refilled. Sooner or later, you're going to throw in the tower. Sooner or later, you're going to give up. But I want you to know the key is letting God fill your spirit once again. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost is here tonight. Come on, somebody, cry out to him. Cry out to him. Come on, somebody. Get past what you're going through 
Get past what happened today. Break past the barrier. Get past your flesh tonight. Get past how tired you are. Get past what you got going on and let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. There is water for the thirsty. There is the outpouring of the Holy Ghost for those that are hungry, those that are thirsty after righteousness. God will fill you tonight. Come on. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want God to renew you? How bad do you want God to give you the strength? To give you the power so that you can stand in this wicked and ungodly world. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands. Call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible tells us that David had a hunger and a thirst for the waters of Bethlehem in his his service broke through the Philistines and they got that water. Come on, somebody. You got to break through the barriers tonight. You got to break through the walls that the enemy has built up in your life so that God can build you, so that God can have his way. Come on, somebody. You're going to have to break through some carnality. You're going to have to break through some rebellion. You're going to have to break through some disobedience. You're going to have to break through your own self-will, so that God can fill you. You're going to have to break through some traditions. You're going to have to break through some habits of how you was raised and how you think. You're going to have to break through those things. If you have a chance, come on, somebody, cry out to him. The Holy Ghost is here tonight. Come on, there's somebody in this house. This is, it's been a long time since you have allowed God to fill you with his spirit. It's been a long time since you spoke in other tongues. It's been a long time since you allowed God to baptize you. I'm talking to that person. This altar is open tonight. Come on down with your hearts lifted with your hands and let God fill you. to the person that is about to throw in the towel, that is about to give up, that is about to give up and give over to the influence of this world. Let God fill you once again. Come on, somebody. Get your hands in the air. Open up your mouth. The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is here. This is your time. This is your time. You don't have to leave here dry. You don't have to leave here thirsty. But God stands ready to meet you right where you are tonight. Oh, come on, somebody. Call out to him. In Jesus' name.
praise and worship him. Holy God.
Come on, let's love him. Holy God, I praise you. Holy God, we worship you. Great and mighty God, we need your grace and your love and your mercy, your great peace and your compassion, almighty Savior. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, great and mighty God. Thank you, holy and heavenly King. Thank you, dear Jesus, for your wondrous grace. Oh, thank you, dear Jesus. Thank you for the love of God, the power of God. Oh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I love you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I worship you, great God. Thank you, Lord. Everybody said praise the Lord. Let's give God a big hand together. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. The churches are moving forward. Organism, congregation of the mighty, moving forward. It's ever growing and ever moving forward. God is talking and dealing with hearts. And we've always operated under the principle of when one won't, one will. And that you work with those who want to work with you. And I hope that we want to work for Jesus. I hope we want to be out about his business, be a part of everything that's going on. Let's not be among that number that just sat down. And watched him hanging on the cross. My God, what a terrible thing. Let's, let's be a part of this church. Let's be a part. Let's not be in the crowd somewhere trying to head out, you know. you got people come to church and they devise ways that they don't worship. And they're always hiding in among the congregation somehow or playing with little children or doing something, you know. Oh, they look great. You know, you come and pray and, or attempt to pray. And if you're not careful, you're uh, fixing microphone stands or straightening pews or picking up Bibles. The place gets clean, but there's not much praying goes on. You know, we can do the same thing in a church service. You can be so involved with so many other things that you never do what the preacher said tonight. You never do really focus in and never do really begin to call out on the Lord. It's so much better when we shut the door on everything else. And like the preacher said tonight, we, we express that we are hungry, that we are thirsty for the great things of God. He's right here. He's in this place. He's a church-going God. He comes here to do things. Let's give him a big hand. Come on, big hand. Thank you, Lord. 